0: Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined as always by staff writer Joshua M. Clark. Hey. Hi there, Josh.
1: Hi there. How What's on you? your
0: mind? What burning questions do you have for me today? I,
1: well, you know, um, let me give a little lead in first of all. You don't pressure me here.
0: Sorry about that. Okay. I like to get to the point.
1: I know you do. I know you do. I love to meander and say, uh, a lot. Have you noticed? (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed. I like to
0: say indeed.
1: Yes. I I like to say agreed. Aren't we special? Yes. Well, anyway, as you know, I wrote how cannibalism works recently. And, uh, one of the, the points in the article, uh, was about Columbus saying that he, you know, come across cannibals well when he made a land in in the caribbean um and he met some arawak speaking people and supposedly another tribe that may or may not have actually existed the caribs uh were um cannibals supposedly right um And the whole thing kind of reminded me of this. I'm kind of irked. Let me just put it this way. I'm kind of irked that we have Columbus Day, that this one person is celebrated for discovering America when actually, you know, Columbus may have been the first European to come across America. But clearly there were people already living there, at least the Arawaks, if not more people. And there were more people. Do you know about the Clovis people? I do. Oh, you do, huh?
0: I do. Supposedly they, uh, took a land bridge mm-hmm. and meandered all the way down from up in the, what, Alaska region? Is that right? Yeah,
1: that's, well, that's one theory. They may have also come from South America and gone north. We're not entirely certain. What we do know is that, you know, these, that humans have been in North America at least for 11,500 years, if not, if not longer.
0: And being a very empirical People, we expect that the scholars and scientists and the anthropologists who purport these theories of America's first discoverer, what have you, produce tangible evidence mm-hmm. of their presence. And that's one of the things that. Um, elevates the Clovis and the fact that they could have been the, f- the first Americans, and that's that they left behind little arrowheads yeah, to know that they were there. That's
1: how they're that's how they're known. Uh, and, and they can just pop up out of nowhere and then disappear out of nowhere. Their, <laughs> their arrowheads turn up in the fossil record and then disappear again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're very mysterious, but they're, I guess we know that Clovis were the first people, but which way they came from is in dispute. So, you know, there were already American Indians here when, when Columbus arrived. Um and I, I think the thing that, that excites my ire is that you know people say uh Columbus discovered America when actually columbus may have been the first european to come a- across the new world but even then he was only the first european to go to central america when you're talking north america you have to say that it was uh, Kabodo, uh an italian uh, explorer who actually was the first european to make land in north america did you know that i did you did okay So you could say it was Kaboto who was the first European to discover North America, but that's wrong as well. Actually, the first Europeans to discover North America were the Vikings. Did you know that? Is that fact? That's fact, isn't it?
0: I don't know that I entirely agree with you.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, who was here before the Vikings then?
0: Actually, Josh, some scholars believe that there was a, a seafaring monk from ireland what? who made it before the vikings i'm not sure that your viking theory is all that factual
1: well okay the uh, the vikings left evidence behind um <laughs> at a place in uh in canada and i think nova scotia called what L'Anse aux meadow i think your your french accent is much better than mine right is that right yeah sure. okay good um and that was about uh 1000 ce right mm-hmm. so when would this monk have come
0: he supposedly came in the sixth century. Oh, okay. And he was a rather ambitious monk. His name was St. Brendan. Mm-hmm. And he decided one day that he was going to go find the, the promised land, the sort of exciting, special place that monks knew existed and was paradise on earth. And um, after seven years, he found it. He found this land of, it was. Vastly full of landforms and gems and fruits, there were rivers and volcanoes, and it was such a massive piece of land that after walking across it for forty days, they still weren't to the other end of it yet.
1: Okay, so, but I mean, this could have been anywhere, right?
0: Yeah, it could have, except that a marine biologist back in the nineteen eighties found petroglyphs in West Virginia. That are oh, I'm sorry, they're rock carvings. Oh, okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, he found these rock carvings inscribed with a type of ancient Irish writing. And when he translated it, according to his interpretation, it was the story of the Nativity.
1: Which or what?
0: I know. I know. So who else but a seafaring Irish monk, deeply penitent and religious, would have carved into a rock the story of the Nativity?
1: Okay, so then that's it. That's the, the Irish monk beat the Vikings. Why why, why doesn't everybody know this?
0: Well, because a lot of people are unsure if the accounts are really true. He wrote a book. He wrote a treaty about his travels. The Irish monk did? The Irish monk did. Oh, okay. The Travels of St. Brendan. And when people rediscovered this book in the ninth century, they thought, quite frankly, it was sort of faction. You know, there was stuff that was pretty straightforward, like the river is this long and wide, according Mm -hmm. to my eyes. But there were other more fantastical details. Like what? Like um, he delivered communion on the back of a whale.
1: Yeah, I guess that could happen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: If the whale was very (laughs) willing.
0: Yeah, the whale would have had to hold pretty still for communion. Agreed. But because it was so deeply infused with biblical references and allegories, people were less inclined to believe it. Because, again, it wasn't just empirical data. It told the story of a religious experience. Gotcha. But as far as the Vikings being in America first, apparently there were reports that when American Indians saw the Vikings, it was sort of old hat to them. They're like, yes, you are white. We have seen people of your kind before. Hmm. And it must have been the Irish. Yeah. Apparently these people could speak languages that sounded pretty similar to Irish.
1: But would the Vikings have recognized the Irish language? They would
0: have. They oh, certainly okay. would have.
1: Because they lived in close proximity to the Irish or Precisely. what? Precisely. I gotcha.
0: Precisely. But where a lot of people take real issue with the story is not necessarily about religion, it's about technology. They ask, how could an Irish monk have built sea craft that would have withstood the rough waters of the seas to make it all the way to North America? Yeah,
1: the Vikings were, you know, the earliest explorers, by all accounts. They had, like, shipbuilding down, Mm -hmm. and as far as I know, nobody really had... Uh, uh, an ocean-going vessel up to that point, before the Vikings. So, I mean, how could an Irish monk have gotten to North America? It's a pretty long voyage, right?
0: It is. And not to confuse the matter too much, I was sort of reminded of an argument in another article that I researched and wrote about the Easter Islanders. Mm -hmm. And these were essentially Polynesians who fashioned very simple dugout wooden boats, and there are two theories behind the Easter Islanders. Either they came from the tip of South America, mm-hmm. or they came from Micronesia to settle Easter Island. Either way, it's a really, really long way away. If they came from the tip of South America, we're talking approximately 2,299 miles. If they came from Polynesia, we're talking about 1,000 miles well, away. Well,
1: when was this? When were they settling?
0: This was about two centuries before St. Brendan. Oh, wow. So... Again, I don't know if this is a relevant point or not because it's not as though the Easter Islanders would have been in touch with them. They weren't exactly pen pals, <laughs> but people were thinking up seafaring technology. What's more, when they traveled, it was during the midst of what was an El Nino-like weather pattern. So they weren't, you know, sailing the placid seas. They were up against really rough winds and rainstorm, and. St. Brendan's ship would have been a little bit more complex. Supposedly, it was you know, it was a wooden frame that was covered in oxhide and waterproofed with tar. So it would have been a little bit more stable than these people's sea craft. And then there was a guy back in 1976, Tim Severin, who decided he was going to try to recreate the journey to see if it could be done in uh-huh. a very primitive sea craft. It, and did he make it? He did. He did. He did.
1: In the same kind of boat in that St. Brendan, Brendan supposedly. So it is theoretically possible that an Irish monk did make it to America.
0: It certainly is.
1: That is fascinating.
0: I know, I know. And I have one more fascinating tidbit for you. What? Tell me. To be honest, I don't know how juicy this is, but I'm part Irish. Um, I'm no second cousin to Roma Downey, but my grandmother's maiden name was O'Brien, and I have a fiery temper to prove it.
1: Well, at least you answered whether or not it was the Vikings who were the first to uh, discover America. First Europeans, that is. So thanks for that.
0: You are very welcome. And if you want to clear it up even more, you can read Was an Irish Monk the First European to Find America on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at com.